What's up, guys? Rick from DFS On Demand here with your betting preview for this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, I don't know. Let's jump right into it. I don't have anything else to say. Let's go. All right, so for those of you who are new to the channel, uh, what I have here on DFSOnDemand.com is what I call a tournament simulator, which is taking the range of outcomes for every single golfer, so how how often they can get to their ceiling or what their ceiling is, what their floor is, um, and determining how often they are going to get to, quote-unquote, the winning score. And then we compare that against the implied odds on Vegas, and we see if there are any values in the outright market. Um, certainly not an exact science, and you can adjust the date ranges and stuff like that, but I do think it is super handy. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to go to this historic strokes gained uh, tool on DFS on demand, and we're going to look to see, basically, I, I shouldn't say the winning score, how many strokes gained uh, one in previous years. So in 2019, Francesco Molinari won this event. He gained 13.2 strokes on the field. Now, he won by two shots. So Matthew Fitzpatrick in second uh, finished at 11.29 strokes gained. So really, 12 would have won it in theory. In 2018, Rory kind of ran away with this. It was a three-shot lead. He gained almost 18 strokes. And then Bryson was behind him at just a hair under 15. And then Rose behind him at a hair under 14. So as of right now, we're kind of hovering in that 12, 13, 14 range. And if you go back to 2017, uh, same story. Leishman won it gaining 14.2. And then there was a bunch of guys at 13.2 and 12.2. So... I think realistically, we can say 13 or 14 strokes gained uh, gives you a very good chance of winning this golf tournament. So now we can decide and we can plug that number in. So um, I'll keep it at 14 to see which golfers are going to get to 14 strokes gained most often. So for example, despite the ridiculously low 5-1 to one odds on Rory McIlroy, which implies that he needs to win this golf tournament 16.6% of the time. He is actually a small value in this model because he gets to the winning score about 17.5% of the time, almost 1% more often. Now, you can argue getting to 14 strokes gained, this isn't an argument, this is the facts. Getting to 14 strokes gained does not guarantee you victory. It is just a target score that we are using that generally has won in the past or gotten you very close to winning. So keep that in mind. Um, if you change this to 15 strokes gained, I'm not sure Rory is even is still a value. Uh, he's not because he only gets there 13% of the time and he still needs to win 16.5% of the time. So keep that in mind. It is a very narrow margin. Uh, next up, of the top guys, uh, the... Adam Scott, and this is Adam Scott, Adam Scott, excuse me, kind of has a smaller sample size because, you know, he only has 17 starts. I'm using since January 1st of 2019. I can extend this back further. I can shorten it to see who's hotter. You're going to get more volatile results. But I like, you know, basically we're at, what, 13 months or something like that of data, uh, which is usually enough tournaments for these guys. But I only have 17 starts worth of data on Adam Scott. But in those starts, he has gotten to this winning score over 10% of the time and Vegas odds at 20 to one have him at about 5%. So he would be a value. 
Um, Brooks Kepka is a value, although I imagine if you make this um, range much shorter and much more recent, he is not going to be a value. Let's let's see. So I have him at, I have him getting to the winning score eleven point six percent of the time. If I shorten this to like September or October on. Uh, I don't even know where he is. Brooks. Oh, he doesn't have enough start. He doesn't have enough starts to qualify. Hold on. So let me back up a little bit more. We'll try like August. Here we go. Um, yeah. In August, if, if you go from August 8th on, which is kind of, I just backed it up a little bit, which is five starts for Brooks, five measured starts. He never gets to this winning score. So you can see, uh, how adjusting the date range can kind of impact this stuff because we know how bad Brooks has been. But if you want to take on, you know, a larger sample, uh, Brooks would, in theory, be a value here. So let's sort by the biggest values. I think Brooks is the is the guy, yeah. But um, again, this, is, this model is not end-all, be-all. Uh, I think you have to use a little math. You have to use a little feel. So uh, Brooks, despite being the top guy, is not going to get my bet this week. Adam Scott would be the next best value, then Justin Rose, then Mark Leishman, then Kevin Nas. Similar names that we see each week uh, because these are the guys that have the ability to pop off. These are guys that win around the world. It makes sense. Um, and then you go all the way down. So I have about, let's see, four, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. There's about 25 guys in this field of 115 that I have data on who in theory uh, would be a good value. Now, a lot of them are the teeniest and tiniest of values. There are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys who have a 1% or greater edge. So from biggest to smallest, that's Brooks Kepka, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Mark Leishman, Kevin Na, Nate Lashley, and Sung Kang are the only seven golfers. And they do span all different um, all different odds. I mean, Scott at, at, at um, excuse me, at 20 to 1, all the way down to Nate Lashley at 300 to one. I mean, Lashley only needs to win this event one third of 1% of a time to pay back his value. I have him winning it, or at least getting to the winning score about two and a half percent of the time. So very small, very unlikely, but still a value. Um, Okay, let's go over to the, uh, well, before I go to the head-to-head betting matchup tool, let's go to the DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, I'll say it again. I, I, I don't have access to bet um, on the DraftKings Sportsbook. It is not available in California, but I know it is rolling out. And I for, for uniformity purposes, I want to um, I want to use a, a regulated U.S. book that a lot of people either have access, access to now, depending on what state you're in, or will have access to in the future. So I'm sticking with DraftKings. I am not... Uh, getting a kickback or anything from them. Although if DraftKings, you would like to reach out, I will gladly shill your product for you. Um, but not, not currently. So um, let's go to the tournament. Mm, let's go to tournament matchups. Cause my, remember my matchup tool is uh, it's a, it is for four round matchups. So as we click through some of these, I want to find guys who we probably have quite a bit of data on. Um, Hideki versus Bryson DeChambeau. So Hideki is minus 120. Bryson is plus 110. Let's see if we can plug that one in. And again, I am using the same date range, which is January 1st, 2019, to do this. 
So Hideki versus Bryson. Uh, I have Hideki winning a four-round matchup a, about 60% of the time, which would make his true uh, projected money line minus 148, uh, with Bryson being plus 148. Now, that that does not include any VIG uh, for the, the sports book here, but if you go back and look, that means Hideki at minus 120 is probably still the correct side of this head-to-head matchup. And we have decent numbers on both of them. Hideki, 92 measured rounds. Bryson at 78 measured rounds. I imagine, I mean, I mean, Hideki's been good recently too, but if we really tightened this up, like very, very recently, I bet you I could get Bryson to be the favorite. Yeah, so if I just go like the last three months, now we are talking tiny numbers, 12 measured rounds on Bryson, 20 on Hideki. I would not feel comfortable using that information, but I can get Bryson to a 53% favorite just because of how good he's been recently. So this is kind of why I like this tool and why I like messing around with it. If you want to, you can use very recent data. You can use the last 12 measured rounds for Bryson and the last 20 measured rounds for Hideki. I prefer to go a little longer, but I, I there's nothing stopping you from doing uh, doing these date ranges however you want, which is why I've included this on the tool because I think it's really I think it's really valuable. Um, okay, let's let's see if we can find another one here. Uh, Patrick Reed versus Sungjae. They are both minus 106, and that's interesting because both have had a lot of success. Let me see if I can pull these guys up real quick. So there's Sungjae, and I don't have uh, I don't have a headshot for him. I'll have to work on that. Versus Patrick Reed. Okay, this is pretty close. So I have Patrick Reed winning this about 54% of the time to Sungjae's 46% of the time. Uh, so for me, so that would be Reed minus 117 kind of true true odds. Uh, this to me is a little bit too close. This is probably a, a no bet, not something that I would be interested in. Um, let's see what else we got. Okay, let's do Kepka versus Jason Day because this could be interesting. So Kepka. And then we'll and then we'll shorten the time frame, and I bet you I can get Jason Day to be like a super big favorite. Uh, Kepka versus Jason Day. Okay, so using my standard January first time frame, Kepka wins this about fifty eight percent of the time. Now, knowing what we know about Brooks and knowing about the injury, if we shorten this up, so let's just do it since basically since the Tour Championship when that injury kind of you know reared its ugly head, and we do since October. Yeah, this is how bad Brooks has been. Um, I have Jason Day winning this four-round matchup 88% of the time. He would be minus 758. Now, in reality, he is obviously not that big of a favorite. There are probably no two golfers, I, I was going to say on the face of the earth, in the professional world <laughs> that this would you know would be an 88%. Uh, you know, if you play Roy versus me, that would be more than 88%. Uh, Roy versus, I, I don't even know. Who, who I could pick that uh, Roy would be 88% to win. But Jason Day has eight measured rounds. Brooks Kepka only has seven measured rounds in this time frame. And Kepka is losing so many that the model only sees him at uh, 11% to win this. So that is probably not true. But it is also probably not entirely true that uh, Brooks is a 58% favorite. So I think you might be getting a little bit of value on the Jason Day side of it. Obviously not to the point of 88%. And let's see if we can find one more here. Um, 
Ah, uh, who would be good? Uh, okay, let's look at Von Taylor, Nick Taylor, because I, I my, my personal belief on this is that if Nick Taylor did not win at Pebble Beach, he would not even be offered in a matchup. Uh, he kind of a like he had, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what the stat was. I wrote this stat up at some point this week. His win at Pebble was his first PGA Tour win. Uh, excuse me, his first PGA Tour top ten. Since like the 2018 Wyndham or something like that. It was 41 events between 41 worldwide events between his two PGA Tour top 10s. One just happened to be the AT&T Pebble Beach win, which quite frankly, that's the anomaly, not all the other stuff. So I'm going to assume and I think the smash spot would be Von Taylor here, minus 106 versus Nick Taylor, also minus 106. So let me see if I can. If I can do this here, Vaughn, this is the battle of the Taylors. Vaughn Taylor. Do I have enough rounds on Nick Taylor? I guess I should, right? Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. So this is, uh, I have 95 rounds for Vaughn Taylor, 96 for Nick Taylor. That's great. I have Vaughn Taylor at a 57% win probability. That's a pretty good number. That's generally what we see. And the fact that, which would put him about minus 132, the fact that we are, um, uh, you know, getting him at minus 106, that's that's great. And then also, you know, the the big thing that factors into Nick Taylor here is that win at Pebble. If you remove that win, uh, and obviously you, you really shouldn't do that, but the rest of his stats are so kind of poor that that win really boosts, up, boosts him up in the model. So just for fun, let's shrink this gap as if this was before Pebble Beach. So that would be like 2-1-2020. And really shrink this up so that he he doesn't get credit for that win, but Von oh okay, but Von Taylor doesn't get anything either. Uh, still fifty seven percent. So there you go. I thought that was going to be a bigger change. It is obviously not. Uh, the model pretty smart, I suppose. So um, to me, like personally, I, th- this is kind of a smash spot for for Von Taylor in in my opinion. All right, as we wrap this up here, let's just see if there's any interesting props going on i love the groups i love group betting been very successful at these over the past couple of months so group a rory hideki adam scott tommy fleetwood bryson Oof! i hate that rory's in a in a group uh, or i I knew rory was going to be in a group but i hate that he's, he's in a group with anyone i would want to actually bet here so like i like bryson but that's a you know he's plus 450 but that's kind of tough to put him in a spot with rory as well so that's probably a pass um group b xander reed Sung Jay, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler. Interesting. Uh, probably a pass for me as well. Love Xander, but don't want to play the, pay the plus 275 on it. Group C. Kepka, Benion, Rose, Morikawa, Jason Day. Interesting. So Day, kind of all over the place. Rose hasn't been great recently. Kepka has been terrible recently. Benion, uh, who I love this week, but frankly, kind of lives and dies by the putter. Which leaves Morikawa at plus 400. Uh, I could get behind Benny on, quite frankly, in this spot at plus 350, but Morikawa at plus 400 kind of speaks to me a little bit as well. I would probably bet him. I'd have to go check out my book and see if I have access to a group like this, but uh, I would probably get on Morikawa. Group D, Fitzpatrick, Horschel, Watson, Hatton, Leishman. Ooh, all plus 350. That, that to me is probably uh, a Leishman or Hatton. Uh, I like both of those guys this week. Both Every single guy in this group is plus 350. I'd probably lean for, for those two. Hovland, answer more. Stenson, Kisner. I don't love that. 
Uh, Von Taylor, Nick Taylor, Poulter, Kevin Na, and Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Uh, I guess, I mean, they're all either between 334 and 360. Uh, Kevin Na is always interesting because of his upside. His upside is legit, legitimately winning golf tournaments. Uh, the rest of these guys are, you know, don't ha- necessarily have that great upside. Um, so when I'm trying to beat four others, I might, I might take on Kevin Na in this situation. Let's see what else we got. Uh, the nationality props. These are kind of interesting. English, Fleetwood Rose, Fitzpatrick. No, don't love that. Australia. Okay, Leishman plus 275 against Scott Day and Matt Jones. That's probably where my money would go. Asia. Uh, you can kind of see the trend here. I mean, I like the same guys, uh, obviously. I mean, I guess you could just bet Benny on top three. I mean, it's Hideki, Sungjae, Benny on. Then there's a pretty big gap between Sung Kang. You're going to make me say his name. Uh, Jazz, Jaina Wadanand, I believe is how he pronounces it. Siwoo Kim, Zinzun Zhang, CT Pan. Chun on you and Honorban Lahiri. So obviously a big three there. So I wouldn't mind betting like Benny on top three. That's minus 125. Europe. Uh, let's see if there's anybody that we can go down and get. Man, no, not really. Um, maybe like Westwood top four pays out plus 320. He's probably like the seventh or eighth best player here, but uh, not sprinting to the book for that. Sweden, no. Canada, I like Corey Connors way more than I like Nick Taylor, but probably not that enticing. Minus 120 for Nick Taylor, minus 110 for um, Mr. Corey Connors. I mean, South Africa, the odds aren't that deep, but like I, I would probably bet anybody but Charles Schwartz. He gained nine strokes putting last week, uh, probably something he's not going to do again. He's the favorite here, uh, not thrilled about it. Korea, I'll stay away from. Ireland, you could bet Rory minus 1,000 to beat Graham Dow and Patty Harrington. That's kind of crazy. Continental Europe and Mexico. No, no, no. Okay, so that'll probably do it. Um, I am in the midst of working on a lot more sports betting tools. Uh, a prop tool, which um, what the way that I kind of envision this is that you will be able to pick the player, pick the prop. So if it's like... Um, birdies or score or you know various other things right like you pick like what the stat is or the prop is and then you put whatever the 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 line is three and a half four and a half whatever or if it's for his round you know 68 and a half something like that and then you can adjust kind of the range that you want to use for the stats like you can for all these other tools and it will kind of tell you the likelihood that he goes over or under Um, so that's what i'm working on right now hoping to unveil that over the course of the next couple weeks, uh, I'll probably try to do it like the tournament predictor where I'll, I'll show you in videos and then I'll kind of go into beta. That's still very much in beta. That's still growing. Um, and then kind of roll it out from there. So let me know what you think about that. Tweet me at Rick Run Good. Leave a comment below. Best of luck this week and I'll talk to you guys soon.